Let's do this thing. I've been waiting for this moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Oh, wait, we should do that again. Can I do this again? Hold on. Guys, friends, amateurs, it's so good to be back in front of this microphone in my room. Um, That intro music is the new season two intro music, courtesy of Kyle Lauren, a.k.a. Cobra Kai uh, Music Guy. Um, I think I just had a notification on. I think I got Discord up. Uh, Fucking Kyle, dude. He's so cool. He's he's. um. You know, when I first started this podcast, I approached him because I knew that he was doing covers of Cobra Kai stuff, and I was like, I need some intro music. So he just seemed like a natural person to ask, and I was like, hey, man, like, um, how do I hire you or contract you? But he was super fucked, and I'm not telling you to ask him for free music. I'm just saying he wanted to support the podcast, and he was so cool to do that, and he was down to uh, give me a little update for this season two and it's appropriate, obviously, because you should know that that is a cover mix of Phil Collins in the air tonight, which uh, we saw in the season three finale of Cobra Kai. So in that dojo scene, spoiler, when uh, all the uh, Eagle Fangs and the Miyagi-Dos come together. So I thought, what what better could we do than Phil Collins? You know, and it's got the ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, you know? Except it's more rock and roll. Kyle's all about that fucking rock and roll. So thank you, Kyle, man. I appreciate you. You're doing cool things for this fandom. And it just makes me think about all the awesome content creators we have. We're very lucky in Cobra Kai. And I know some of us, especially content creators, and and really the active ones, not so much me, but um, have been feeling some growing pains because the fandom is so huge now. You know, we had our show number one on Netflix that was just a pipe dream, and then it happened. Um, but you have growing pains. So, you know, in the fan fiction world, you know, you feel like, oh, we've got all these writers. I don't know who they are. I have no community with them. And, you know, it's kind of a bummer when you update your fic you've been working on for two months, this new chapter, and you update it, and you get to see it at the top of the page for like one minute. And then several seconds later, it's at the bottom of the page because there's so many updates. Um, oh, let me pull this up. Hold on. Uh, on Twitter, I made this chart. <laughs> I made this chart, um, and I went through AO3 and did a filter per month. And um, it's crazy how much things have grown. Here we go. Here's this chart. We basically started out in June 2018. Um, and June 2019, we had less than 200 stories. So that's less than 200 stories for a full year of the show being out. And then 
let's do it this way. I already did the numbers on this one. February 2019, uh, which is when season two was released uh, on YouTube still, to February 2020, which is one year ago, 40% growth. Then you take February 2020 to right now, 496% more stories. Isn't that fucking crazy? Like if you look at the chart, it's like this nice little growth, little nice little hill, you know, Bob Ross style. And then you hit the move to Netflix in August and it just starts cranking up. And then you hit season three coming out in January and it's just straight up the fucking mountain. Sorry, I need to curse less. Uh, it's just straight up. So it's crazy the amount of growth. So, um, so you know, it's harder to make a splash with your story. It's harder to get noticed. But you have so many more readers that you have so many more chances for people to uh, to read your work. So it's, it's all good. Um, but I know. I don't know. I know it's tough um, just having all these, you know, new people around. So it's – you start to get like – you know, weird little arguments and factions going on about characters and you get a lot more just bullshit out there in the world. But just remember, we're all here because we love the show and um, it's exciting. Season four is filming right now. So anyway, you don't listen to me for show updates. You can listen to Cobra Kai Companion and Watch Party and all those other guys. Cobra Kai Kid. I love Cobra Kai Kid. Drew. All those other guys for that kind of news. But anyway, in the fan fiction world, it's exciting. So I have a few things to talk about. One, uh, sort of first on the docket is awards. Um, If you've been following me on Instagram, I've been pushing it a lot because I am on the awards organizing committee. Um, Although I've been doing much less work than my fellow uh, committee. I don't know what we call it. Out for a walk, Bitka. Which I love her out for a walk, bit cut, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer reference there. But Bitka's been doing an amazing job. MP stepped back a little bit because she was doing so much, but the Empressar, uh, we love her. And um, Dream Beyond the Fantasy, Christy does a ton for this event, as well as Miss Violet, aka the Lady Disdain. She is amazing. Um, Curious Damage works super hard. She's been making polls and helping us organize. King Karate. King Karate made the um, graphic for this year. Uh, and there's some other there's some other folks helping, but it's a ton. And, you know, last year on the reading list, I think we had 400-some works. So the reading list we make just to clarify what is eligible, and that's works updated or created in 2020. Um but it's it's kind of nuts. I don't know if we're going to be able to do the list next year just because it, it's so unwieldy. Like this year, the reading list is, I think, tripled, something like that. Um, but there's so much more to read. And uh, we got 40, 44, somewhere between 40 and 50 categories this year. Uh, it's a lot, but we really need people to participate. So here's the nitty gritty. We are in nominations time. So how the awards work is that there's basically a nominations period before the final voting. So in order to get on the voting ballot, you have to have your story nominated. So right now is the time to do that. Um, I'm recording on the 28th of February. Plan to get this up tomorrow, hopefully, March 1st. And 
shit, polls close on the 3rd. So that's coming up. Let us know if you like need more time or something, but they're probably going to close on the 3rd. So get after it. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. Let's go. Been listening. I've uh, been watching a lot of Letter Kenny lately. <laughs> so anyway, uh, time is a ticking, and um, I hope you've already heard about it. It's tough for us to get the word out because the fandom is growing so much. But hopefully, you've heard it. If you're listening to this, you're probably already in the Writers Retreat Discord server. Um, if you if you're not, and you're an author and you want to be in there, send us a message. We'll get you in. Um, but nominations. So there's almost fifty categories. You just gotta, you just gotta go on the Tumblr, um, or the Discord has links, and we've got a Google form for every category, and it's got five blanks. You get five nominations. You can nominate yourself if you want to make sure you get on the ballot. I mean, we're gonna have to see how it works. You know, your nomination. You know, maybe every nominee gets on the ballot. We don't know, but if there's enough participating. We're going to take the top chunk uh, and put them on the ballot. So um, the more you nominate, the more chances your favorite stories have to get on the ballot. This is a big test year, again, just because we haven't um, we haven't done an award show with this many stories, this many readers, this many writers. So please, please participate. This is kind of one of the citizen writer things. This is your fandom. Fight for it. Read and nominate. Um, and like I said again, Nominate yourself, dude. Get in there. Be proud of your stuff. There's 50 categories, so there's plenty of room to um, to get all your favorite fix up there. So do that between now and March 3rd at like, I think it's 2 a.m. Central. So, you know, and it's like, it's like the, any presidential election. You know, you can't complain about the administration if you didn't vote. So, you know, if you want to see your favorite Lost Magician fic, on, you know, on the ballot, you can't complain about that unless you try and nominate them. So do it. Also, please read the directions. It's not complicated. We've already seen some like, you know, category best smut. Somebody put um, all fixed by poet Dameron, which is very flattering to poet Dameron. But listen, you have five slots. I can't put. I don't know how many works poet Dameron's put out this year. She's incre- here is incredible. But we can't put um, every single work, you know, you get five slots. So fill out, fill out your top five Poet Dameron fix, you know. So <laughs> if that's you, um, go back and do the nomination again. Fill out another form. But we need author. We need title of the work. There's also some just like weird stuff. Like we have like, you know, in like a rare pair category, someone will just put in their favorite rare pair. We're not voting on your favorite rare pair. We're voting on what your favorite story is that features that rare pair. So don't put Johnny Amanda, put the story in the title of your favorite Johnny Amanda fic. So it's pretty obvious, but we've been getting all kinds of Looney Tunes stuff on, on, the, on the ballot. So it's not hard. Just, just read the directions. We're probably going to have to simplify a lot next year because folks don't want to read directions. But for this year, please do. Yeah, and the only way to help out your favorite author is to read those directions and uh, and fill out your favorite title, author, for that category. So, um, yeah, we worked really hard. The Google Forms are working great. We were doing it all on Tumblr last year, which is fine for a small fandom, but it's so much bigger that these Google Forms are going to work out really great, I think. So, March 3rd, 
nominations close. Let's get after it. Just pull, just pull an all-nighter tonight, tomorrow night. Go through the, uh, you can glance through the list. We've got a link on the master post, which I'll be sharing in the show notes here, as well as on Talking Fanfic Tumblr, out for a walk, Bitka, put everything in one post. So it's all there. That's all you need. So we would love, love, love to get as much participation as possible because if only like eight of us nominate, you know, it's like, what's the point? So please, please participate. We want, we want your thoughts. We want your favorite stories. We want your stories. Put your own fic in there. Give yourself a pat on the back. Let's do it. Um, the awards ceremony, we do, a, we do a ceremony. It's super fun. Everybody gets on discord. Um, you can pick like a image of your favorite celebrity in a, in a gown or outfit. Last year I came as, um, Tiger King. So like there's a runway ceremony. You can like post a picture of who you are or who's on your arm, you know, come down the runway. So I think last year I was the Tiger King in a sequin shirt coming down. So that was fun, but you know. That's when the um, winners are announced. So it's a lot of fun. So April 11th, be there, be square. It's a good time. And there's an actual Discord for the award ceremony. So if you don't, you know, if for some reason you don't want to link to the uh, writer's retreat, you just want to link to the awards Discord, um, let me know. I'll get you set up. Oh, my gosh. What's going on? So that's awards. Um, Oh, I wanted to give a quick plug to my friend. And fellow podcaster, Fanfic Maverick, um, I've been sharing her stuff on the Instagrams um, and the Tumble Tumbles because um, I found Fanfic Fanfic Maverick because she reached out to me to come on her show and I was so flattered. And she reached out because um, she was starting up this podcast. It wasn't posted yet, but she had listened to mine and said, hey, you know what? I have had this idea in my head for a long time and... I went searching to see if anyone else was doing it, and I saw that you were doing it. So she listened to Talk and Fanfic, which was really cool. Um, but she had her show in the works and was reaching out to authors. So I came in uh, on the show to talk about Book of Job, which I need to finish. But um, she was just so cool and so professional, and her show sounds amazing. It's a little more organized than mine, which I like. And she asked great questions. She's awesome, man. Chaos Blue, Beth is her name, and she's she's amazing. Um, so please follow her on Instagram. You know, it's not like you're cheating on me. Don't feel that way. This whole fan fiction thing, right? We're here to celebrate it, to tell people that it's not just this weird mouth-breathing 13-year-olds writing bad porn, which is part of it. It's great. It's how everybody starts out, right? But, um... There's some people spending hours and hours of their lives writing essentially literature level stuff. So, um, so the more people talking about that, the more people giving authors exposure, it's only a good thing. And she's great at it. She's a great interviewer. She's also self-professed. She's not a writer. She's a reader. So she brings kind of a different perspective to it than I do. So by nature, our shows are really different, but, uh, she's like a... She's like a soul sister, you know, she's, she's in it for the fanfic, she's passionate, she's articulate, she's fun to listen to, also her theme song uh, is, I don't know, I, I like 
listen to it. It just makes me feel things. It's so it's so great. Um, you know, it's not as rock and roll as Kyle's theme. He just made me totally different style. That's that, and that's the whole show. Her show is totally different style than mine, but so it really works beautifully. Yeah, please give her a listen. And you know, the thing is that I had a built-in audience. Not that that many people listen to this, but but you know, I came from the Cobra Kai fandom. We all knew each other. I knew all the other authors. I mean, not everybody, but a lot of them. So getting people to listen, getting authors to come on was just easier for me to start. So I'm trying to help her out and get her more listeners because she deserves them because she works her ass off and she produces a great show. And she's probably going to be doing way more episodes than mine just because as, you know, as a writer, I'm just like, if I have to write, I have to write. And if that means me not podcasting, that's what happens. Um, you writers out there, you know, if you're, if you go a month without writing, you're just in this ditch of like creative dearth and you feel every bit of it. And in order to feel okay, you need to write. So, um, she's probably going to be more consistent. So if you like talking fanfic, but you're like, fuck Sarah, when are you going to get these episodes out? Uh, tied yourself over, listen to fanfic Maverick. And, uh, she's multi-fandom which I'm going to talk about in, my, uh, in just a second here. Season two of Talking Fanfic is going to branch out a little bit. But I was surprised at how much fun it is to still listen to an interview, even when you haven't read this work, even if you're not in that fandom. It's it's uh, amazing to be able to listen to an author's thoughts and insight. Um, so I've been going through all her episodes, and she's got more in the way. So Chaos Blue, I love you. Welcome to the show. Um, maybe we can do so. I really want to do some kind of collaboration with her. I don't know what yet, but hopefully we can figure something out. So yeah, so Fanfic Mav, give her a follow. She's on Tumblr. She's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Instagram. She's got an Instagram. So, um, I'll put the, I'll put all that stuff in the show notes too. So do me a favor. Listen to my sister. I don't know why I'm talking like that. Really, the only thing left to talk about is this upcoming season, which will be in the next, you know, whenever I can get these interviews done and recorded and edited. Um, But the big thing is that I'm not just doing Cobra Kai, which some of you, I mean, I don't know who gives a shit, but some of you might be like, oh, this was supposed to be a Cobra Kai podcast. It's still going to be that beating heart of the show, man. It's my home fandom. These are my people. Um, so we're still going to be doing Cobra Kai authors, but uh, as you know, I've been uh, really nerding out pretty hard in the Smallville Superman world. So there's some authors from that world that I'm trying to wrangle. It's kind of hard because for a lot of them, they haven't written in that fandom in 10, 15, 20 years. So, um, but I've got a couple of them that I'm talking to that I really hope they come on because the writing is unbelievable. So even if you haven't read in that fandom, we can tell you enough for you to be able to enjoy an interview, listening to an interview. And I'm talking to, uh, yeah, just some other authors. Uh, Harry Potter, I'm hoping to get um, an author on that I love. Um, hopefully maybe some Bat Fam stuff. So the, so the new icon kind of reflects all those different fandoms I'm reaching out to. But, you know, it just kind of lets me open up it's, and so I'm not limited um, but there are so many more Cobra Kai authors out there anyway, so the pool's just getting bigger and bigger. So lots of opportunity. But yeah, I, I'm not like that organized where I've got episodes sitting on the dock waiting to be released. 
weekly or bi-weekly or on any schedule. So, you know, I'm just winging it like I always do. But I'm excited, man. There's some, there's just some awesome stuff. Some awesome authors out there. And it's just crazy. Like, fan fiction is at this point where, um, you know, I mean, there was, there was always the, like, the fanzines in the 60s. And actually, Fanfic Maverick, her, her latest, um, interview, I haven't listened to it yet. It came out today. And it's a Star Trek, uh, the original series author. And if you know anything about the history of fan fiction, that was one of the first big fan fiction uh, fandoms. And that was that started with fanzines in the 60s. People were all like, you watch that show and the dynamic, especially between Kirk and Spock is just, I don't know, something <laughs> like it like basically started slash fan fiction, which is like a romantic pairing between two males. It might also count for two females. I don't know. People call it different things, but like Kirk and Spock that came from K slash S which would indicate that this is like a romance between Kirk and Spock. That's where that term comes from, slash. So Star Trek really started that style of fan fiction, that pair, that type of pairing. Um, I'm sure it existed before, but it popularized it. Fuck, where was I going with this? Um, and Oh, yeah, and we're getting to this point where AO3's been around. Ah, uh, shit. 20, uh, no, well, 20 years maybe? And the creation of AO3 as a nonprofit is just really important. Um, you know, fanfiction.net was a place where people started to come to from live journal, from different web rings, from different web archives that were specific to a fandom. But when webmasters didn't want to pay for those websites to host anymore, works would just disappear. And so fanfiction.net was there to kind of be a consistent archive. But as a lot of you guys know, fanfiction.net didn't exactly pan out. Um, I don't know what year. Fuck, I should have written this down. But there was a certain year where fanfiction.net was under pressure. I don't know from who. Um, but they ended up doing this mass purge without notifying authors, without giving them any warning or a chance to offload their work from the archive. Any explicit work at this um, one point in time was purged, and people call it the the purge of whatever year that was. And so anything above a teen rating on fanfic.net was deleted, gone. So there's authors out there that maybe they didn't have it backed up. Maybe they're, it was on an old hard drive. This was before the cl like cloud storage was a thing. So I don't think a lot of people realize how important Archive of Our Own is. Um, it's a nonprofit. They're, it's in their, you know, mission statement. They're never going to try and regulate works. They will never purge works. The Archive of Our Own is an amazing organization, and their site is just beautiful. It works great. You know, you don't have to deal with all that, you know, bullshit kind of advertising at the bottom of the page like you do on fanfiction.net. They are dedicated to the authors. It's an, it's like a site. I mean, it is catered to readers, and it works great. We have the tagging system, which is a huge thing on AO3 that fanfic net doesn't have so that you can tag things for a warning and filter them out because um, they're never going to regulate what you write which is the important thing for writers that's that's huge um we've got these phantoms that you have this beautiful body of work from an author that maybe that author is dead now you know that's a that's this crazy thing that we don't think about is like there's this author called thamaris in the smallville phantom and she did these 
incredible, pretty much all explicit works. And they're just filled with like Greek and Roman kind of mythological references and sort of literary references. And um, I only know she's gone because when she passed on LiveJournal, she had a just a really tight knit group of uh, fandom community people and they made there's like a memorial site for her. Um, and people, you know, knew who she was. I was actually able to find her real life. What am I trying to say? Obit. And you know, the crazy thing is that she was so huge in the Smallville fandom. She worked hard also to sort of normalize fan fiction and fan fiction authors. So she would give interviews to, you know, mainstream uh, publishers who were like doing an, you know, an article on fan fiction which is always just a disaster, you know, like usually you get normal people that don't know about fan fiction and like they try and delve into this world and use lingo and slang and stuff. And But she would give, there's a couple of um, interviews that she did in different articles and she was trying really hard and this was in like the early 2000s to normalize it. And I was able to find her obit and the crazy, you know, the crazy thing is that she was, they're not going to put in the obit that this is somebody who, has an incredible body of work that was loved and um, cherished by the online community. And she was a huge name in her fandom and such an important author and community member. It's just like none of that stuff crosses over. Like her obit was short, you know, loved mother, sister, wife, you know, whatever. I can't remember, but it's just wild that you can mean so much to so many people and the real world might not ever know. And that's changing a little bit. People are opening up. I'm pretty, like, it's not that hard to find out my real name and connect it to my fandom name. But for a lot of people, you know, especially 10 years ago or more, that didn't happen. And I'm of a generation that's just definitely less naive about it. And by nature, I'm more open about it. Um, and I'm lucky that my work, my professional life is the company actually knows my hobby and my passion. They know what I do. And they're like, cool with it. They're like, badass, that's awesome. Um, you know, I'm not going to give them my username and say, read my work. But, you know, they know that I read fan fiction. But for a lot of people, you know, if they're like a teacher, for instance, you, you can't you can't have that connected to your real life. So that, you know, you have these authors out there that maybe they disappear and you're wondering, did they go pro? Are they a real writer now? Or did they die? And do the, does their family know? Candle Beck is another one I think I've mentioned on this podcast. Her work's incredible. And I just wonder, and she kind of fell off the map in, I think, October of 2011 was her last work. Um, and she kind of, it seemed like she was uploading all her stuff to AO3 at one time. So I kind of hope that, you know, she was uploading it all to safeguard it before she kind of dropped off and maybe... Her professional life prohibited her from posting or she – I really hope that she's writing professionally because she was amazing. Um, but Candlebeck is one of those who I wonder. She could have just died and no one would know. Maybe her family doesn't know how much her work means to people. If you talk to anybody in the supernatural fandom, they probably know who Candlebeck is. They should. Her work is unbelievable. It's unbelievable writing. Anyway, I just – it makes me think. So – that's all to say, I don't want to limit myself to one fandom. Um, Cobra Kai is growing fandom, but it's a young fandom. But there's just a lot to read out there. So 
Anyway, look forward to some interviews hopefully soon with some authors from some different fandoms, and I hope you guys are excited about it as I am. I'm, I'm really stoked, so keep your eyes peeled. I think that's all I have for right now. That's just a quick little intro episode um, telling you to stay tuned, telling you to listen to Fanfic Maverick podcast. She's awesome. Telling you to please find that Tumblr post that will be in the show notes and nominate, nominate, nominate your favorites, nominate yourself. You know, just help us fill out these ballots with the best and the brightest of the Cobra Kai fanfiction community. March 3rd, last chance. Pitter patter, let's get at her. Thanks, guys, and um, we'll talk to you soon. Stay amateur.